Granite State Game Day with Sean Sendall. I am the smartest man alive! And the coach. What's going on? I said, is a cat in the house? Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. Mike Bellevue. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Talking everything from New Hampshire high school athletics, through the collegiate ranks, and up to the professionals. Nothing is off the table with these two. Second hour here on Granite State Game Day, ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Sean Sendall alongside the coach, Mike Bellevue. Happy to wake up with you this morning. Glad you are with us here on what is a it, – it's, it's damn chilly out. It was. It is cold out. Oh, coach. I thought you were gonna say it is cold. It's sunny out in. Oh, it is sunny. It is beautiful. As, it, I don't know. I, when I got out to my coach, it was thirty three degrees when I drove up today. That is cold. How warm was? It? Did it warm up a lot when the sun came up? Which is possible. Not really. I got in before right. the sun came in. It is cold All out. Right, I'll admit it. I went out, started my car, got the heater going before I went in it. <laughs> I like doing that. Waste gas, but it you know. Oh, it doesn't know. waste that much gas. Not too idling much. a little bit. Uh, it's it's cold out. It is cold out. The yeah. sun's out. But it'll be a great day for high school football today by one o'clock. Yeah, I, I hopefully Maybe the sun like warms it up degrees. a little bit. I don't. I have no idea what the weather is supposed yeah. to be. But the sun is out. There is literally not a cloud in the sky. It looks beautiful. Might be a little chilly, but it's November, November football. That's what you're going to get. And I'm all right with that. Coach, you and I will not be here next weekend. I, again, it's personal, no show. I have to go to a christening. So hmm. we, we will not have a show. Let we, me guess, New York? I'll be on, on Staten Island. <laughs> I will be down on Staten Island. So with that said, it's also I never get any sleep down there. There are three children, uh, three and younger in that household. Three, two, and yeah. just born. So there is no sleeping when when I go down there. <laughs> um, also, why I was trying to avoid <laughs> avoid going down. Yeah, sleep. You know, it's just a basic thing that we need. Right. I something I like. It's not my fault. I didn't choose to have three children, but that's that's different. <laughs> Next weekend, Your time will come. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. But uh, at that time, then I'll be say, okay, it's my kid. I guess I can wake up, <laughs> um, and they better come up and and wake up with me too. Then because of that. But next weekend we will not be here. So because I made a prediction of who I expect to be in the championship games, and you did as well, I would also then like who you think is actually going to win the championship games. Now, we could easily be wrong as well of who's getting to the championship, right, so right. let's be cognizant of that. However, might as well. Uh, we will wrap up our high school athletic segment with predictions for who's going to win the championship games next weekend based on our predictions of who's going to be in the championship games. So, Coach, I will start with you. And would you like which division would you like to start with? Let's start Division Three. So let's start Division Three. I have an undefeated Monadnock team in the championship game. Do you as as well? I do. And I am just double checking to make sure I have um, not uh, who is it. Uh, Brady, Interlakes. Yeah, Brady and Interlakes. I might actually, I, now that I'm looking at it, I may actually have Brady and I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I was you very busy this week. Who you picked in the, no, in the semis? Of I don't, three. I was very busy this week. Uh, I did have, I did pick Interlakes over Brady. Uh, so, I'm not sure I'm loving that pick as I think about it some more right now. <laughs> but nonetheless, I have Interlakes over Brady. So I have Manadnock and Interlakes in the championship game. You? I have Monadnock and Interlakes as well. And in the driver's seat, I think, is Monadnock. I think they're the Division Three champs this year. I agree. I think they've been the best team all season. I think they will continue to be. And usually in Division Three, when you see an undefeated team, generally they're going to continue because they've proven that they're the best team in the division. So that's what I believe for next weekend in Division Three. Division Two, Coach, who do you have in the championship game? Well, I got Wyndham beating Plymouth today in a um, somewhere around a 28-21 game. Um, I have Bo going to Hanover and stealing one on the road. Stealing a second consecutive playoff game on the road. Yep, absolutely. So I have Wyndham 
uh, taking on Bo for the Division Two Championship at UNH next week at two thirty. Good for Bo, by the way, if that's the case. Good for Bo with the season yeah, as it is to move up. From, to move up. Yep. Absolutely. Get into the playoffs and then win in the first round. They're well coached. They got a great athletic director in Jim Kaufman and great coach and Coach Cohen. They're a good team. Um, they've had a, they've run a steady program in Division Three and then they moved up this year and and just did a great job. I mean, they beat Stark twice and Stark. You know, with Drew McQuarrie at quarterback and his brother. Right. I mean, that was big wins. Um, I like uh, much of the way you were thinking around uh, Manadnock running the table. I like Wyndham to run the table and win that championship. Uh, Wyndham, to me, again, I, I, I've said it a couple times this season. I, I They could compete in Division One right now. I, I thought that last year. I think it this year. They're undefeated for a reason, and I think they will – I, I think the first two games next weekend, we will see two undefeated champions. That's that's how I foresee the championship games. So Division Two, I agree, Wyndham undefeated championship. Now, one that I think is a little bit more of a toss up is Division One. Who do you have in the championship game for Division One? Because I this again, the game you're going to be calling today, a lot of people think are the best two teams anyway. So this game is a real toss up. Whoever we choose here. We may choose as the winner, no matter what. It's it's analogous to the when you're picking your NCAA bracket, and they have those play-in games, and they have a one game an 11 seed, one game's a 12 seed, and then some are two are 16 seeds. When you look at it and you say, well, if this team wins in this 11th seed, they have a better because of their style of play, a better chance of beating their the sixth seed that they're playing. And same with the if this 12 seed wins. They have a better chance because of their style of play. So it's harder to pick. And I, I feel like that's that's kind of the case here. It is. And I think I'll make your point. I do have Merrimack beating Bedford, but that can go either way. I have Exeter beating North, so therefore I'm saying that 6 o'clock at UNH next week is going to be Merrimack-Exeter. However, although we talked about Merrimack's small defense playing fast to the ball against spread teams and that plays to their advantage— how does a small defense do against a powerful Exeter offensive line? Right. Maybe not as well. However, I've seen Exeter really struggle in the past covering pass, and Merrimack does throw the ball unbelievable. I'm going to, first of all, I think it's bold for me to say Merrimack wins today, and I'm going to say Merrimack wins it all next week at UNH. Um, that's where I'm going. You know, I, I everything you said is, is exactly what I would have said. So oh. I'm not going to rehash all of that. What I will add is I do feel that these are the two best teams at Bedford and Merrimack, taking nothing away from Exeter or North. But I do feel Bedford and Merrimack are the two best teams. And I have Merrimack winning, which means I have them as my predictive champion. However, if they lose to Bedford... I think Bedford will also will win. So whoever wins that bracket, that portion of the bracket, I think will win the championship. So I'll just add to what you said. And to be quite honest, based on what you've said, sounds like you probably agree with that statement as well. Yeah. Um, so the question, I think what you're asking me is if, if Bedford, Bedford were to wins, win today and yep. then play Exeter next week, do I see Bedford beating Exeter? Correct. That is my question. More of a statement, but yes. In a weird way, I don't. Interesting. Because I think Exeter's going to say to themselves, you know, this is the second year in a row we've come here. We're not coming away. Last year we went away not only lost but got blown out by Goffstown. We're not, that's not going to happen. We're going to beat this Bedford team. Why wouldn't they say that against Merrimack? I, they would, but I think that it's the style of play. Uh, Merrimack, they can throw that football, and, and Exeter struggles with that, and I don't think Bedford throws it nearly, not even close, as good as Merrimack. So that's kind of the only edge I give to Exeter. All right. And Bedford's track record in championship football games is not good. I, if you go back, I think they've lost like um, four times or something in the last six years in championship games, somewhere along those numbers. Yeah, it's unbelievable when yeah. you think of it for Exeter. They're always there. So in case you didn't notice, Coach, on Joe's website, uh, nh-highschoolsports.com, I'm no longer in the lead for to win as I won last year. I won the picks last year. However, you're no longer in the lead? I'm not in the lead. Pete Terrier is beating me by a game. Ah. He is 76 and 26. I'm 75 and 27. 
However, that said, I'm also they're also Roger Brown is 75 and 27. So is Joe Marcellina. So I'm sitting in second place, tied with two others ahead of Haley, and George Sione, and Justin McIsaac. I need to win again, man. McIsaac has to be in the cellar, right? Oh yeah, he always is. He he just he he does. Now let me ask you this: Does Terrier and you disagree on any of the picks today? Let's see. He has Merrimack and Exeter. He has Wyndham. He has Bo. So there's there's di- okay. A there's, that's where you can win. Yeah. Interlakes and Monadnock. So, so is that Bo Hanover. Bo Hanover. So you can tie Terrier at best. I can tie him at best, or I can, or it's going to go the opposite way. And for pulling away from any of the other guys, I have it's it's Bo Hanover again for Roger Brown and I where we disagree. And then, why does Roger pick Merrimack? Bo Hanover. Bo, right. He, he yeah. has he has Bo. I have Hanover. Right. Uh, Roger picks Merrimack. Roger wow. picks Exeter. Everything else, he agrees. In fact, uh, the. Only person to pick Bedford was McIsaac. Good thing we went with Merrimack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marchalina, he has. I'm Merrimack, surprised how many Exeter, people are picking Merrimack. Merrimack, Exeter, Wyndham, Hanover. So Joe and I have the exact same picks. Are you, are you a little bit surprised? Yes. With, with Bedford beating Merrimack in week one, I'm very surprised. How, how many people are picking Merrimack? I'm extremely surprised. Yeah. Like I am, I am very. I did not. I I thought it would be split. There are how many guys picking? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I thought it would be four and three. Yeah, four and three. Either direction, either way. I did not expect it to be six and one. Uh, it, that surprises me. That really does surprise me. So, and I imagine nobody of the seven picked North. No, not a single person picked North. Well, let me check McIsaac just in case. <laughs> no, he has Exeter. He always he always leans to those uh, Seacoast Seacoast guys anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's everyone. Everyone's picking Exeter. It seems that everyone's picking Wyndham. Manadnock. Uh, Manadnock is the other one everyone's picking, and that's it because Brady and Interlakes is back and forth. Bo and Hanover are back and forth, and then there's the one who had Bedford over. Over Merrimack, so that that is interesting. That's really interesting. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised as, and we've done overall. The group of us have done well with our picks this season. Uh, you know, I only have 27 losses, and that's tied with two others and behind one person. That's we did pretty well with our picks this yeah, year. Seventy five sounds like 75 percent. If you're like 75 and 25 yeah, in yeah. that range, about 75 yeah. percent, which isn't bad. I mean, for picks, I mean, I know in school that's not a good grade, but when you're talking about picking. That's a really good good clip. No, it is. And I had two. I had back to back undefeated. No, that's not it. Uh, I had straight ten and O's. I had back to back weeks of ten and O, which buoyed me to the top. And then I had back to back six and four weeks. But we don't talk about those ones. We talk about the back to back ten and O weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's what buoyed me to the top. And fortunately, because of those damn six and four weeks, I'm now not at the top. I was really hoping to win again this year, Coach. I won the picks last year. My first time doing them for Joe's site, I won them, and now I'm at risk of not winning them. Uh, you could you could tie if you get a good result in the Bo Hanover game. If the Marauders come up big at home, because you picked Hanover, mm-hmm. and you know what screwed me? You did. How? Do, wait, how am I involved? <laughs> <laughs> I had you winning in a game you lost oh, at the end of the yeah. season. You screwed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You picked us over St. Thomas. I think I did. I did. I did not pick you over Wyndham. No. But I did pick Good you over St. There, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, we laid an egg against St. Thomas. You screwed we really me, did. Coach. We did. Screwed we me. Did. I'm going to take an early break just so we can cut off the high school talk because I want to get to college basketball tip-off. Of course, you have the Patriots playing. They had a bye week last week, so they are playing Sunday night. And there was a milestone of sorts in the NBA. I want to at least mention casually to see if you think it's a big deal or not. And we'll get to all of that and more here on Grand Estate Game Day, ESPN New Hampshire with Sean Sendall and the coach, Mike Bellevue. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. These are not ponies because this is Budweiser. Brewed the hard way, not the easy way. 
And with 12 breweries across the country, Budweiser isn't small or imported. This is the famous Budweiser beer. It's not backing down, and it hasn't since 1876. Budweiser, this Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, you've got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. What if you got rewarded for every good decision? What if your heart had a special way of letting you know it appreciates your healthy choices? I've got to get my family to eat more vegetables. Amazing! And instead of cooking with butter tonight, I think I'll saute our veggies with a heart-healthy oil. You're a genius! So really, would your food choices pay off in heart health? Did you know that when you replace bad fats with healthier fats, like those in canola or other vegetable oils, it can lower bad cholesterol levels, and that's good for your heart. Here's a winning idea. Take up the challenge for good health, because the you of the future will say, Fantastic! Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info proudly supports the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and when you hear the word colorblind, what do you picture? Most people assume that all individuals with colorblindness can only see in shades of gray, but that's a common misconception. The truth is, there are different types of colorblindness, each resulting in an inability to see certain colors in the usual way. So, a cherry red looks like an odd shade of blue, and traffic lights appear to be different shades of yellow-green. Yikes! That makes things like driving, especially driving or cooking, or picking clothes for a job interview, a real challenge. The good thing is, for most people, living with colorblindness is just a matter of making adaptations, such as special tags for clothing and unique prescription lenses. From disabilitycampaign.org, if you think you or your child may have a color vision deficiency, please contact your eye care practitioner to schedule a test. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. Students, visit NHAB.org to apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights.
Granite State Game Day back here waking up with you. Glad you're joining us. I'm Sean Sendall alongside the coach, Mike Bellevue. And for those of you who didn't hear me during the week, I, I talked a lot of basketball from 3 to 6, a deviation a little bit from the normal stretch run show where Murph goes pri primarily hockey, which is totally fine because I just I had to go primarily basketball. Now, coach, the NCAA season tipped off last night, and it was all over the place. It wasn't just last night. It was all day. Uh, even locally, UMass Amherst hosted UMass Lowell. Uh, that's that's how it's it just it started it's going and for me it's already in full gear but also what happened last night in the nba i actually went to the celtics game last night it was oh, i didn't know that i was at the game i'm, I'm dead tired right now <laughs> i didn't know you went to the celtics I, isaiah I had, thomas with a big game i had phenomenal seats isaiah thomas had a great first half in particular okay a phenomenal first half 23 points at the half and uh, it was amusing to see Carmelo Anthony. I was close enough to, to read Carmelo Anthony's lips and see that he was going to get that second tee and get kicked out. <laughs> I saw what he was saying, and I, I, I said, he's going he's gonna to get another, he's going to get another. And sure enough, I mean, you, you know the choice words. I saw those choice words coming out of his mouth. Uh, that's how close I was, too. It was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, on the court, not on the court in Boston, but LeBron James became the youngest player to hit 27,000 points in his career. He passed Kobe Bryant, who was the previous holder. He Kobe Bryant did, LeBron James did it in about approximately like 6 months younger. So he did it 31 in some days and uh Kobe Bryant did it 32 in some days. So youngest birth youngest player to ever hit 20,000 27,000 7, career points. That recently only a month or so ago, LeBron James passed Hakeem Olajuwon on the all-time scoring list. LeBron James is currently, oh, this is, would have been a good question, but too late. He's currently 12th on the all-time scoring list. So he is working his way up. Next person in his sights is, only, is just under 300 points away, which is feasible for this season. Oh, yeah. And past that, you're looking at, almost, at just uh, about 450 points away. Also feasible because the season's still very young for this season. LeBron James should score around fifteen hundred to two thousand points this season, and so now we work our way up. If he's already at five hundred on the season, probably not. He's probably more at more like two fifty, three hundred on the season. That means he probably has another thousand in him. Within his reach, then is pushing for Shaquille O'Neal. Who is fifteen hundred ahead of him, and ninth in ninth place? That's within his reach this season. And figure if they play eighty-two games, he scores a minimum of twenty points a game. That's sixteen forty. He's going to do better than you know. Long and short of it, he should get into the top ten all-time scoring yeah. this season yeah. as a, at thirty-one years old. Is that a big deal for the NBA as as it pertains to statistics? I think it is. I really do. Um, I think that I love I don't know my son disagrees with me. I really like LeBron and um I I hope it happens for him this year. I'd like to see him get in the top 10 and I, continue to just dent that top 10. I don't necessarily like LeBron, but watching his game is incredible. That's what I mean. I yeah, him as a per individual, he, I give or take some of the well, stuff, but I really love his game. To me that's the differentiation between what you and your son are talking about it. Tim is just jaded by him as a person, correct? Yeah, he didn't li like it. Really, start his dislike for him started that whole dog and pony show when he went to Miami, right? And stuff. Like, so it was all off court it was stuff. So off court stuff. So for you, but I can't get my son to even like appreciate his game. It's he's missing. It's unfortunate because he's missing out on someone who could be and will be at one of the top, at least top five players to ever play. I agree. It's, I couldn't agree more. That's where LeBron James is going. So I know people around here hate me for saying it. They hate LeBron James. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch his game. That's like not watching Michael Jordan in his prime. It really is. It's like not watching, pick one of them, Kareem, Wilt, Russell in their primes because, oh, I don't like him. I, I'm, I'm not going to watch him because I don't like him. You, you watch, appreciate what he has. You don't have to like him. But either way, I think he has a strong chance of being in the top 10 
this season. In fact, I can almost guarantee he'll get into the top 10 this season because he's only 450 points away from getting into the top 10. Provided he doesn't get injured, knock on wood, which normally he's very healthy, he will easily get into the top 10 this season as a 31-year-old. And he has another good six years in him? I think so. Now, at his size, he's going to, at some point, he'll lose his quickness because he's carrying around 265 pounds. So he'll, but he, you've, he's seen that, he, you have seen that he can adjust his game and he will adjust accordingly. And I, I'm, to see him in the top three all time scoring would not be surprising. Now, that's a ways away. Kobe Bryant just recently, recently passed Jordan, Michael Jordan for third all time. Kobe Bryant's the only player in the top 10 who is not in the Hall of Fame because he's not eligible yet. He just retired. But he will be one day. I think LeBron James will pass him. I still think LeBron James is a better player in this era than Kobe Bryant anyway. But I also think he'll pass him in pretty much every statistical category for the proof. If people want to use stats versus the eye test, I I think eye test proves it, but... That's that's to me. I was. I wanted to ask if that was a big deal to you. It is for that uh, statistic. I think it is a big deal, and I also think that being in the top ten all time will be a big deal. But the main reason I wanted to bring up basketball was, as I've mentioned a couple times, and as you know, Coach, NCAA season tipped off last night, and it couldn't have tipped off in more exciting fashion. How about a an overtime winner for number eleven Indiana over number three Kansas? Heck of a game. I saw a lot of that game. How about a game between the Michigan Michigan State Spartans as they took on I'm I'm going to I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head. I watched some of it. It was Michigan State and ah. No, I'm not going to remember, am I? Michigan State and Arizona. There we go. Arizona, 10th ranked in the nation coming into it, but they've had some preseason troubles. Their returning sophomore from last year, who's supposed to be a star, is currently ineligible. No one knows why. They had a recruit who tore his ACL for the third time in something like 30 months, and at 19 decided he was done with basketball. It's, It's a shame. But they were able to go out and took down a Michigan State team. What are they ranked, Michigan State? Uh, 12th. Yeah. So 10 and 12. The story, however, I think from last night goes to two individual players. Two freshmen, of course, because I'm telling you right now, coach, that Nets pick for the Celtics is going to be a freshman if they don't trade it. It will be a freshman. And there are certain freshmen you should watch. I think uh, Duke has a few of them you will need to see. Michigan State, Miles Bridges was, I think, uh, ranked like eighth overall coming out of high school for as a recruit. He might have had the best game of all the freshmen last night. He was playing, uh, well, the, uh, on the other side, a lot of people thought Josh Johnson from Kansas would have. Johnson did not shine. Miles Bridges looked phenomenal last night. Just defensively, offensively, attacking the rim, 21-7. and seven. Just looked fantastic last night. And the other freshman that looked unbelievable last night was the point guard from UCLA, Lonzo Ball. Alonzo Ball? Nope. Lonzo. Lonzo. <laughs> just just L. Uh, Lonzo. Lonzo Ball had 19 points, 11 assists, and Ooh. 8 rebounds in 34 minutes of play as a freshman. Three for four from beyond the arc, four for five from the free throw line, and six of eight field goals. So he was efficient, he shared the basketball, and he was the team's third highest, highest scorer. They had, I mean, they did play Pacific, which is not, you know, not a team that you'll see UCLA playing frequently, but he had a phenomenal game. But the reason I think Miles Bridges' game was better was because they were playing a legitimate contender right they were playing a legitimate team on the other side absolutely incredible what miles bridges did now the player that you should coach that i think you would want to take keep an eye on other side from those two 
because I know your interest in NCAA basketball is not like mine. Yours is, what are the Celtics going to use with that Nets pick? That's what I want to know. That's Nets. why I'm writing these names down. Lonzo Ball, Miles Bridges, and Josh Johnson. They're all freshmen. They are all freshmen. The other one that I Straight would, freshmen. Straight, like, legitimate okay. freshmen. They wow. played in high school, the high school all-star games <laughs> last year that I watched. Another one that I think you should know is Markel Fultz from Washington. He's arguably the best player out there right now. He's a tall point guard. Lonzo Ball is a normal-sized point guard. Miles Bridges is more of a wing player. Josh Johnson is a wing player. But the guy that I think will make some waves for for Celtics fans is one of the Duke recruits. And, of course, I'm going to blank on his name right now. It's It's not... Jason Tatum, it's the other guy. So let me let me think about it. It's sorry, I already had my Danny Vanacek moment this morning. <laughs> I, know, I know what is wrong. I told you I was up too uh, too late last night. Um, Who'd you go to the game with? The wife. Nice. Uh, phenomenal seats. My dad got the seats for us, and they were. I mean, literally, I was the closest. I was behind the hoop, but it was the closest I've ever actually been to. To the floor. Harry Giles. Woo! Harry Giles for Duke, Duke is coming off of two, I believe, knee surgeries from high school. Mm. So that's... that's Red he, flag at all? Or? A little ner- unnerving, but you have to wait and see. I, he's The reason you have to put him on your radar is because he's 6'10", he's 240, 250-pound power forward slash center. He can face up. He can play back to the basket. He can rebound. He can play D. I'll confirm all of that throughout the season. But as of right now, if Harry Giles hadn't been coming off of those knee surgeries, he would be the top player on the draft board right now. They always do the mock draft boards. Right now, it's Markel Fultz, it most is. likely. And what is Fultz? You didn't say. Oh, is he a point, point guard? guard? Tall point guard. Which is fine. The Celtics could use a guy who's going to be a tall point guard. They probably won't. I, I, the Celtics are smart in that they draft the best player, not necessarily for need. They certainly don't need a wing player, but if they feel that uh, the player from Kansas is worthwhile, or Jason Tatum, who's the other freshman for Duke, who's a wing player, or Miles Bridges is worth it, they'll take them. But all of them have similar games to Jalen Brown, who they just drafted. Similar games to Jay Crowder, who. Most Celtics fans want to see are still on this team. Harry Giles is one that doesn't. Harry Giles, I think, is someone to look out for, and I think that he would be the top guy on the draft board if he hadn't been coming off of a knee injury. So we'll see. These are the guys to look out for right now, in the immediate. All of them are freshmen. Every single one of them are freshmen. There are a few other guys. If you want, Coach, would you rather see a big man? Would you rather see the best player? Who is it that so I can help you? Best player. Pay attention to best so, player. I I don't care about small or big. I want the best player in the. I want the best player on the Celtics coming from college basketball. Okay, and I think those are the guys that you will need to look out for. So you didn't mention any like um, you know um, any seniors like no. last year we had. No, I didn't. Uh, so, uh, by the way, Josh Jackson, not Johnson, in case uh, I, I mix it up on you, is the guy from Kansas. I think I did mix it up on you. Yeah. The There are, a, I will say that uh, for Indiana, there's a sophomore, Thomas Bryant, who's a center, 6'10", 260-ish. I really liked how he played at the end of the season last year. He, he stayed. He probably could have gone in the draft and would have been drafted in the first round, but he stayed to continue to improve his game. Last year, he, he he averaged about 12 and 6. I think that will be improved upon this year, and I think he realized that. It's part of the reason he stayed, but he's big. I like him. Back to the basket, can face up. He plays for Indiana. He had 19 and 10 against Kansas, who's a very talented team, uh, ranked third in the nation right now. Indiana's 11th in the nation right now. So if you're looking for another guy who could be on the radar, a sophomore, Thomas Bryant, who's a center. So let me ask this. It seems like a dumb question, but I, I know you'll have the answer. Um, when can these guys get drafted? I understand that a lot of freshmen come just for the one year and then get drafted. 
can a sophomore declare? Can a junior declare? Yep. Okay. Anyone, as long as the, the rule is for the NBA, this is not an NCAA rule. Everyone attacks the NCAA about this. The NBA has put in a rule that says you cannot declare for the NBA draft. You cannot be drafted until your graduating high school class is one year removed from graduation. So they don't limit it to age, saying 19, because if someone graduates high school at 17, it would force them to you know, wait another few months, and then they miss the draft, so it would force them another uh, to wait another year. So if a high school kid has an amazing senior year and then doesn't go to college to play basketball, travels for the year, so that next year they're eligible to be drafted. Yes. I mean, I know they usually will go to college. Uh, some of them go overseas. Yeah. Some of them play overseas. There's yeah. a guy who committed to... Oh, man. I, uh, right out of high school, went overseas. I mean, there's a number of them. Uh, yeah. Brand Jennings, who I saw last night playing with the Knicks, he was committed to Arizona, went and played overseas. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier, who was drafted last year as a point guard with the Denver Nuggets, he was committed to uh, SMU. He went overseas. Uh, years prior, uh, there was something Tyler, his last name was. Uh, he went overseas. So it's been a hit or miss for these guys who have gone overseas to play. You know, I it's But to answer my question, once they go to college, one year removed right. from high school. Okay. They graduate one year removed, they can declare for the NBA draft. So these guys who are sophomores, juniors, seniors, all of them, they can all declare as well because they are more than one year removed. The reason there's the freshman there is the freshman there, the reason they do one and done is because the NBA, NBA forces it upon them. They have to do at least one. And for some players, it's been a godsend. They get to college and they say, holy crap, I'm not as good as I thought. I might have to stay for more than one year. And for those players, the one-and-done rule, which is not one-and-done rule, it's required one year removed from high school, has been beneficial. You're in high school, you're the big fish in the small pond, you think you're unstoppable. You get to the NBA, you flounder, you drown, now you no longer have an education to back you up, you have nothing. All because you thought you were better than you are. So by forcing them to go play professionally or one year in college, it's a reality check for a lot of them. Although they only play one year in college, they're not going to have an education behind them. No, but it's my point is it's for those who realize they're not as good. Yeah. Then they will stay and they will get that education. Yes, true. Or they'll improve enough to, to move on to the NBA. That's the group that I'm talking about. If for those who know they're that talented, for Ben Simmons... Yes, college. What the semester really of college that he attended was a waste of his time. Yes, but for those that are out there, and there are plenty of them that think they're better than they are, I like this rule. It gives them a reality check. It's it's honestly, it's like telling people who ride motorcycles to wear a helmet. You're saving them or a seatbelt. You're saving them from themselves, from their own hubris, from their own self ignorance. You're saving them from themselves. Not all of them. Not all, certainly not all of them, but there have been players who go to college who realize, wow, I should probably stay a little bit longer. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Marcus Smart stayed two years. He could have come out, but he stayed two years. Why? Because he wanted to improve on certain aspects of his game for the NBA. That's, 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 that's why, I'm sure that's not why, but that's why I like the input of this rule for the NBA. That's not why they did it. I think they did it because they no one knew the faces that were coming to the NBA anymore, so they couldn't market them as easily coming out of high school. Who knows them? So by putting them in college, it gives them a whole year to for someone else to market, see their faces, and now they have prime candidates of, hey, look at this guy. You saw him as a star last year. That's why I think they did it, so selfishly. But I still think there's positive that comes out of it. How about, where is Buddy Heald again, do you know? Down in New Orleans with the Pelicans. How's he starting out? Uh, started slow. However, he's picking it up. I think he's going to be a talent. I like Buddy Heald a lot. He's he's picking it up, though. I don't think he was playing a lot initially. He's a perfect type of player down there because they want to revolve around Anthony Davis. And he's Heald can be a spot-up shooter, which is exactly what you needed, exactly what they wanted down there. 
so now that they're using a little bit more, you see him putting in 10, 12, 15 points. Nice. Uh, so he started slow because I don't think they used him enough initially. I think he's going to be good, though, and I think he, he will be fine down there, especially in that type of offense. The reason, you know, I still think that the Celtics think Jalen Brown will be a future Paul Pierce. That's I know it's lofty. I'm not saying he'll be Paul Pierce exactly, but they just I think they see that type of player in him. Uh, that's part of the reason they picked him. I, still, I hope so. <laughs> I still think that's why. I'm not saying he will. I right. think that's why. That's, that's pretty but, lofty. Of course it is, but yeah. that's that's what you have to do when you're projecting with a 19-year-old. That's what you have to do. And think about how much more difficult it was when it was with an 18-year-old out of high school, when their competition is a bunch of kids still, rather than adults. You go to college, and you're, you're facing up against men. You're being pushed around if you're not strong enough. You're not doing the pushing anymore because you're not playing 16-year-olds anymore. You're playing people who are in their early 20s. You got a real feel for it there in in that capacity. So those are the guys I think you should look out for. If you and if you want another name, I mean I could dig up a couple more. Those are the most the the ones that are most outstanding. Mellow Trimble I think would would fall in the draft. He's a now a junior at Maryland. He's a scorer first point guard. I don't think he's a a lottery type guy, but I think he's NBA talent. Uh, so I don't think he's someone you'd want to see in that top three pick those guys those freshmen that i mentioned faults giles tatum jackson bridges 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 was the most impressive and lonzo ball those are the, i i would say if you wanted me to order them as well provided as of this moment provided harry giles is healthy uh, he should probably be the he would probably be the top target markel faults they're probably 1A, 1B. That's that's when you start looking at the rest of them. I, probably Bridges and Jackson and then Ball. That's probably the order as of this moment. And that, of course, is clearly going to change. But as of this moment, that's the order I would put them in, especially since I put a lot of stock in having a big man. I would love to see a big man in Boston who can play like Jaleel Okafor or Joel Embiid. I would. Uh, and beat, Let's get one of those guys in. Right. I'm happy to trade for one of those guys. Uh, and uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me on the Okafor thing, but if you can safely give the ball down to the block every time down the floor and know that someone's going to score, let's face it, you currently don't have someone you can guarantee will score. You don't. You don't. As well as Isaiah Thomas plays at times, he's five foot nine at best. At best. And they can sag off of everyone else and say, go ahead, I dare you to shoot threes. Did Horford play last night? No. No. <clears throat> he will be traveling with the team, however. <coughs> Excuse me. This weekend they're going to take on, I think, the Pacers. Okay. Saturday night, Sunday night, one of the two. Yeah. Um, I, he's traveling with the team. Uh, he was, I didn't even see him on the bench. Jay Crowder was on the bench in street clothes. Uh, so I don't know when Crowder is going to return either. But we'll see. We have to hit our final timeout for or our for our final segment. I want to talk Patriots with you, Coach, because it's been a while. Since we've seen them on the field, <laughs> and we're going to have to stay up nice and late tomorrow night to watch them. But we'll talk about that, break it down here on Granite State Game Day with myself, Sean Sendall, and the coach, Mike Bellevue, on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. 
It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now. And if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy. We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. And recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance. What is the most fundamental right of a child? The right to grow up in the embrace of a loving family. Sadly, some children are deprived of that right. When children are abused or neglected, they need help. More help than the courts alone can provide. CASA of New Hampshire is here to help those children. For 25 years, CASA has trained people like you to serve as court-appointed special advocates to speak for the best interests of abused and neglected children in court proceedings. CASA aims to give our state's most vulnerable children the chance to live, to learn, to grow. We want to help every child who needs us in every corner of New Hampshire. Now, we need your help because there are still children in our state who don't have that chance. Help us reach every child to volunteer, to donate, or to learn more about CASA. Visit casanh.org or call 800-626-0622. Do you know that kids who participate in physical education at school are two and a half more times likely to be active adults? Do you also know that increased physical fitness levels relate to higher test scores in students? You can't replace a healthy mind and body. Support your physical education programs. This message is brought to you by NAFER, New Hampshire Association for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. Committed professionals working for you and a healthier New Hampshire. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey. And every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. Be a part of their journey. Learn more today at USO.org. Manchester's home for high school sports. Final segment, Grand State Game Day, waking up on ESPN New Hampshire. Glad you're joining us as we lead into the New Hampshire High School football show. Of course, it's semifinal week here in the state of New Hampshire for the f- for football across the state, and that's it. It's only that's the only fall sport that's left. Six six football teams left right now, hoping to get to UNH next Saturday. In case you have not seen the. Official injury report report for the Seahawks and Patriots game. There comes as no surprise that Michael Bennett has been ruled out for the Seahawks. That helps Tom Brady a lot. That helps him significantly. Uh, Thomas Rawls also ruled out. Good running back. Hey, and right now their running game is not well, not good. Just right. not playing well. And on the Patriots side, no one ruled out. No players doubtful. Four listed as questionable, uh, including Martellus Bennett, Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, and Alan Branch. 
but they've been on a list. I, I think, uh, would you say Hogan, Edelman, Bennett, and Branch? I think they're going to all play. They've and been they've been on lists the last couple of weeks and been playing. So fine with me. I know. I, I believe it. Hogan was not seen at practice yesterday. Oh, either. okay. All right. Um, let me. Was that yesterday? It might have been the day before. No, I thought it was yesterday. Either way, uh, that I know that uh, Edelman, Branch, and Bennett all had limited participation on Thursday. Um, and then what? Who is back? However, who's been out for a while for the Seahawks is Cam Chancellor. He's been out for that defense for some time. So having Cam Chancellor back is a big deal. And he's back. He's not listed as questionable. He's back. He will be playing. Full participation on Thursday. He will be playing. So that makes their defense a little bit better. A defense that I don't think has been playing all that well for Seahawks standards this season. And their offense, Russell Wilson, was early in the season hampered a little bit by a knee injury. I thought he looked really good the other day against the uh, Buffalo Bills on Monday night. But their running game, their offensive line is not look good. And their defense, while I think is going to be better with Cam Chancellor back, they allowed a, a Buffalo offense to really go up and down the field. Go up and down the field. I agree. So what do you expect, I thought Coach? Buffalo could have won the game, actually. What do you expect from this game? Uh, I expect the Patriots to play really well. They usually do coming off a of bye week. Um, Dion Lewis, you know, we'll see. I don't he's know. On he, he's on the active roster. He's on the active roster. I don't know if he'll be active for the game. We'll see. But he certainly that'd be an exciting player to for the fans of Gillette to see come back. Uh, that's not to say that Blunt has Legarrette uh, Blount hasn't been doing a great job as well as James White. They I have. saw him at the Celtics game last night. I was sitting nine rows behind him. You were sitting behind blunt yes he was on 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 the floor i was nine rows behind him. is he a big dude he is a big dude <laughs> <laughs> he's you know I, I looked at his numbers the other day it kind of surprised me he's got 609 Incredible. rushing yards he is and one nine of touchdowns league leaders for running backs yeah it's pretty good in fantasy sports he is one of the top running backs as wow. well um so i'm sorry i didn't realize we were that close That's all right. i want a prediction from you yeah i'm gonna say patriots um uh, they're going to go off. I think they're going to win this football game 34-17. to wow. 17. I have about 28 to, I'll give them 21. 28-21. So that would actually not cover. I believe it's 7.5 is cover. Is it? With Pats are favored by that much. Wow. Yeah, 7.5 is cover, so wow. I don't think that would cover. I'm going to say difference. they cover, and they cover in a big way. It is at home. They had two weeks to plan for it. They usually do pretty well there. But Seattle has not lost to an AFC uh, opponent in the past 11 games, however. So just something to think about as they sit at 5-2-1, and one, and the Patriots are 7-1. and one. Remember, no Granite State game day next week. I will not be here. Uh, keep it locked for New Hampshire High School football show. For the coach, I'm Sean. Have a great weekend. The bye week is over, and now the Patriots